What's up, Wiz Kids? It's a special edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Jeremy Hyman, and we are joined by two special guests, Kelly Oubre Jr. and Kelly Oubre Sr. We are here at Pod DC, located in Penn Quarter. Pod DC has just opened, and it is the first micro hotel in downtown. Pod hotels were created for the savvy traveler who wishes to experience the neighborhood without spending it all. Next month, Crimson Diner will open and serve Southern food in a comfortable environment on the first floor. And Crimson Whiskey Bar, one level below, is a traditional public house showcasing and celebrating whiskey's rich history in the new American South. We are in one of the rooms. Like, what do you think of this room? Is it small? It's small. <laughs> it's kind of weird, huh? Yeah, yeah. very quaint. It, yeah, it's very quaint. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, only two people could be in here, but thank you, Kelly and Kelly, for uh, you know having a little fun with us as well, we are welcome. here thank live. You. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, so let's let's first we'll talk about the game. Um, you had eleven points, most with a player coming off of the bench. Actually, the fourth most player sc uh, point score in the game. What was it like for you? just being in that first game and, and maybe take us through the day. What was the morning like when you woke up? How did you feel <laughs> shoot around and down the line? Um, well, game day, it was an early morning for me. I uh, woke up, but surprisingly, I woke up super excited. You know, I'm usually not a morning person. Um, well, I wake up draggy, like, don't <laughs> talk to me, please. Uh, but I woke up very excited, uh, you know, went over to the gym. I already had my clothes laid out for the game. I walked in the game, you know, cameras everywhere. You know, it was a lot of anticipation, a lot of hype. You could tell it was first day of the playoffs, for round one. So, I mean, it was just excited, a lot of excitement. Um, you know, come to game time, obviously, I'm, I'm just hyped up, amped up. Did my dabs, did an extra little jump and dab for them <laughs> on the way out. Yeah, was, I don't know where that came from. You know, that was just my excitement. But, you know, uh, it was just fun for me. Um, I tried to soak – I tried to live in the moment the whole day. Um, obviously, you know, it worked. You know, I just – I tried to let the game. I tried to force it a little bit in the beginning of the game, but you know, at the end, uh, some people, some people got in my ear. Coach Keith, you know, they told me to slow down, and you know, I did that, and I let the game come to me. And obviously, you know, we won. Yeah, Coach. We talked to Coach today after practice, and he said, I think his exact quote was, "Kelly was incredible yesterday." And then he went into the fact that it was your first game playing, that it was a tough first half, and he <laughs> said, a lot of times with guys when they're playing their first playoff game ever. You know, you have a first half like that where you're trying to, you know, feel feel it out. He, you just don't know what to expect. But to see you come through like that, let alone a game or a series, but to do it in one game or in one half like that, can you can you describe kind of maybe what what you were thinking at halftime or how you came out in that second half to just come right back out there and give your team what they needed? Well, I mean, what really got to me was when uh, in the huddle, coach, you know, he, he pretty much said like Kelly, we we all know that you you're gonna be great in the series. You know, we just need you to you know focus in and buckle down. He told me that, you know, and I, I kind of that stuck with me going through through halftime, and you know, I just locked in. And, you know, I just knew that I had to turn it on, you know, to pretty much, you know, help this team do, do what we need to do. Yeah. Kelly Sr., Big Kelly, did you give your son any advice going into the game? And, and, and then what were your messages to him after the game? Because I know for you, you're probably like, hey, good game, but you're going to keep it real and kind of tell him, you know. Always. What, <laughs> always. Well, what you saw that he could improve on. Well, Jim, okay, what I did was I addressed him before, the day before the game. I didn't talk to him on game day. I think I addressed you the night before the game, right? Mm -hmm. And we talked about defensive principles, fundamental principles. Sit and deny defense. 
Always work your opponent. Let him get tired before you make any moves. But just be disciplined. Fundamental discipline that he's always been concentrating on. And I knew that would carry him even in the, the, the rough times. Of course I expected rough times, but you never know. He could come out on fire, but he could also come out flat. Yeah. So let's prepare for both scenarios. And uh, lo and behold, you know, he's battle-tested already, so I'm not really worried about that. My concerns are his health, and now he's going to deal and fight through the pain, and his mental state, and he's growing right in front of our eyes. And that's obvious in how he handles situations, both good and bad. Mr. Oubre, you, Kelly Jr. here talked about you know his excitement when he woke up getting ready for the de- for the game. As a parent, when you're getting ready for to watch your first son play in his first playoff game, is it? Are you thinking? Is there excitement for you? Is it? Is it just kind of thinking about you know execution wise? Are you focused <coughs> on what Kelly's doing on the floor? Or is there any kind of um, I guess extra excitement watching it from the crowd? Um, nothing he does surprises me, and I'm, I'm not being arrogant. I'm being honest as best I can be because uh, I know it's within him if he just understands his defensive principles and he's disciplined. And uh, lately we've been talking about confidence and preparation. I try to end my text with him with confidence and preparation before I, I, I end with I love you because that's what it's all about. He's confident. He's super confident. He doesn't lack confidence. His preparation has caught up to his confidence now. He's ready. So – I ring my earbuds to the game. Jamoke can attest to that. He does. He does. I, I, I listen to motivational spe- speaking on my phone, and I take myself out of the moment. I have to because um, I try to keep a poker face through it all because I know at any given time he can pan up, and he knows exactly where I am. I can be anywhere in that arena. He'll know exactly where I am. <laughs> so that's why I, like, I, I, don't, I don't worry about moving. He knows exactly where I am. That's why if – I, you know, I look like I'm, you know, mm, then he might, he might get rattled, but yeah, he doesn't get back. rattled. So. It goes way back. Goes <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. The thing that was so funny is, so um, myself and a team of people produced the opening video yeah. and the players are bobbing. I always like, first time you see opening video, I always kind of sit there and see who's excited. Yeah. The players were kind of bobbing their head, but Kelly was like, just like, like, and I'm like, Kelly, Kelly is just like so hype for this game. It just, how, how is it possible for you to have that much emotion? And I felt like you spent it all just on the opening video. You were so excited. A lot of people would have thought I spent it all on the dab. I mean, it's just, I just have energy, you know, I just have energy and I just, Thank God for giving me this energy, you know, and I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it on the court, and, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to glorify him in that. So, you know, that's all I give it to. I don't know where I get it from, and uh, I don't really eat a lot of candy. Uh, you know, um, yeah. I bar- I didn't even eat breakfast yesterday before the game. I just what? Had, yeah, I just had energy, man. So, uh, you know, that's not good, though. Don't tell Naveen. Don't tell Naveen. He's sorry, got sandwiches man. for you. He's got <laughs> sandwiches you know, for you. you know, but, yeah, I mean, that's just where I get it from. You know, I just I'm going to use it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure everybody see that. Yeah. that I feel like my favorite play, but I want to know what your favorite play, was a steal in the dunk in the second quarter. I feel mm-hmm. like that was just a hype play, especially for the Hawks were making the comeback then. Mm-hmm. But it kind of still kept the energy alive for, the, for, for your team. Right. Uh, just talk about maybe what coach or, or, like you mentioned, that Keith said something to you. Could you share those words of what they said to you to kind of make you make the adjustment? I mean, you know, it happens a lot. Um, you know, if I'm not playing up to par, you know, Keith will come up to me and be like, yo, youngin', we need you. 
you know, we need you. Like, let's go, let's get it. And you know, right then and there, I'm like, okay, like, you know, and then a lot of somebody else that coach was come up to me and like, you know, it's all right, you know, just wipe it off. Whatever happened, happened. You know, just next play. So, you know, right there, you know, I just get focused when my teammates tell me things like that because obviously I'm not doing something right. You know, I have to switch up something and I'm doing it in my, my, my routine and, you know, just get back focused. So, you know, that helps me a lot. Is there is there a balance point? Because we, you, we've we kind of joked about some of your energy and your excitement getting ready for these games. But to, to go into a game or when you're in the game to balance – sort of that energy level so you're not committing bad fouls because you're over aggressive or over does do you ever have to be harnessed in because some coaches will say they don't want to put a harness on anyone but the, does, does coach ever talk to you about you know staying smart within yourself but keeping that energy level well he does he does but my dad does a good job of emphasizing too before the game uh, don't get too quick fouls you know because you can find yourself sitting mm -hmm. uh, when you don't or if i was coaching i would do what you sit me. I sit you. <laughs> I sit you. I sit you. But you're not coaching though. So. Exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. You come so, into that play. Exactly. You know, that's the reality with a lot of coaches though. You know yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I learned that the hard way though. Last yeah. year, you know, I got two quick ones. I was right out. You know. So, yeah. You know, it's just something I have to learn through experience. And, you know, I'm still learning to this day. Uh, yesterday, obviously, I clicked, I picked up two quick ones, but you know, I picked them up in different time spans. They weren't too back to back. But yeah, you know, definitely got to you know just be in the moment and just calm down, take a couple of deep breaths while I'm on defense, and make sure I don't reach and just work from side to side. We are here in Pod DC. It is a new uh, hotel for the savvy traveler. It is a small room, but that's. It's uh, supposed to be small because you're supposed to be out in the city. Very it's elegant. quaint. Yes, yes, it is. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So that's why for some people, they're like, wait, where are you? Why is Kelly on the pad? What's going on here? Where, what? But one fan did bring up, uh, what What do you have to do to have a successful dab? What goes into a dab? I'm reading the, the fans, comments here. On they love the dab. The, they do gotta, the dab. I mean, the neck motion and then the arm, you know, you got to have them in unison so like when you do it they gotta they gotta you gotta have okay. a little rhythm with it you know what I'm little saying? rhythm yeah it gotta go one and one so okay you can't have a successful dab without a one and one so again uh with the rhythm you come off the court wizards win everybody else calmly kind of walked off the court said you know what's up and fist pounds to all their friends and family you stormed through everybody screaming and yelling jumping up and down the exuberance from you just what what made what possessed you to do that just just being excited that you won the first game or yeah, just being excited that we won and just excited for the next one pretty much uh, just a lot of excitement going on um you know that's just i just show my excitement i don't i don't try to bother it up you know if i'm happy i'm happy you know because that's if i'm happy i'm comfortable so yeah uh, that's what i just like to show with them with my energy duke ellington right how did that come about for you to do it and I know I know that story but I'd like for you to share it with our listeners just why that's so important to you and to you Kelly senior, senior that you want to really put yourself out there to help young kids um the biggest thing for me I think it's just expressing myself um that's a way I can express myself and give back and then also be happy at the same time so it's kind of just killing two burns in one stone uh, going up to that school, the first time I was real nervous, um, didn't know what to expect. Um, and when I was there, I I just started, you know, loosening my shoulders a little bit, just looking around and seeing that these kids are they have the same mindset I have, like when it comes to things like that. So, you know, just observing that, I took a tour through the whole school, 
and I just fell in love with it. Um, and you know, every time, each and every time I came back, I was trying a different department, um, and it was something that I, I love to do. So, you know, every time, you know, it's just something exciting and new. Yeah, definitely. Uh, until he gave out the scholarships, I realized it was something he was very passionate about. But that's when it hit me. Uh, a lot of people ask me, "When did it hit you? Your son was a professional." It hadn't hit me yet, and I hope it never does. Really, just hit me where it overwhelms me because I think he's been ready for this moment for a very long time. But it's all about the opportunity that equates to the success for those that are ready. And it's obvious he's ready. Mm-hmm. It's obvious he's successful. And he's not only successful on the court, now he's understanding what it's like to be successful off the court too by giving back. And that's when it really is set in when I watched my son give away eight scholarships mm-hmm. only to be matched by the MBPA to you know double the uh, monetary uh, contribution. And the kids, high school kids, actually benefited from my son's good works. And that really, really put, you know, it all in perspective for me, you know, on that day that my son actually cares. He's leaving an actual legacy. He's putting eight people into the community that will refer to that moment in time as something that helped them in their lives. It may have not been life-changing, but it helped them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it gave them a... Uh, I guess a a little boost, you know, monetarily to get through college. It's strange that, you know, my first semester of college, I had to borrow the money from my English teacher in high school who happened to get a job at the college I was going to that same year. I paid him back two weeks later once I got paid, but it kind of hit home for me because I remember it took me back to that first semester, that first payment that I didn't have. Now they actually have that first payment. So it really, it, it did me very proud to uh, see him, you know, be able to be in a position to give back. Oh, that's, that's great. And that was such a great story. I know we saw there's a video come from that, the art school and the Washington Post did a feature about it. It was really great work. And I know, Kelly, how involved you are in whether it's the arts or the fashion world, which we've talked about in the past. We did a thing on that a couple of months ago, but maybe for some of the fans that don't, that don't know as much about you off the court in some of those other ways, Tell us a little bit about kind of your start or where, what you want to do with sort of your the fashion side, the um, the, the stuff that, that we don't get to see on the court. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a, a, a brand that I, you know, I like to proclaim, like to claim is Dope Soul. Um, you know, it's just, it's a, it's, a, it's a brand that is just trying to reach a community of people, uh, people who are like myself, you know, who I consider, you know, my family's Dope Souls, people who just want to learn, who are interested in different arts, you know, interested in different cultural, cultural background type things. And, you know, I, you know, skateboard, uh, play basketball, listen to music, <coughs> do music, you know, make beats, things like that. So just, just a community of creatives. Uh, so I just want to start slow, you know, put, put, make some things for my family and myself to wear, you know, so test it out, have people see, um, you know, my clothes on other people and just wonder what it is. And, um, you know, at the end, and then I want to build my brand to make sure, you know, when I drop them, no matter what, it's going to it's going it's going to pop. You know, so people are going to like it. And, you know, I just want to just move slow with it. But also I want to be in the higher end fashion. You know, I don't want to just make hoodies and jackets and sweatpants and things like that. I could have some stuff like that, but that's not going to be my main focus, you know. And um, I just want to, you know, don't put a limit on myself. Just, you know, have Dope Soul be the biggest brand you know, ever. To that end, 
Jan has a fashion line. All right, have French you deal. talked to him, French Deal, about how he got it started, or like a John or Brad from a business perspective of how they decided to start their AAU team, mm -hmm. or Brad's got the new website, stuff like that. Uh, it hasn't hasn't uh, AAU team that hasn't you know come to come to my uh, you know my play yet, but you know maybe in the future. Uh, but as far as Jan, yes, I have talked to him. Uh, I talked to him a lot actually. Uh, you know, I plan. We're actually planning something right now of me going to Paris. You know, wow, for the fashion week. Uh, but he's holding. He French Deal is doing a, a big deal out there. So, and the MVPA was going to try to come and you know do a story on it too. So, but uh, yeah, Jan, Jan, you know, he he gives me great advice about the fashion world. You know, he tells me it's his tenth year doing it, and you know, he's just now starting to kind of elevate off the ground. Uh, so, and that was, that was that put things in perspective for me. You know, a lot. You know, I got to pretty much start now, start early. And uh, just try to build it as fast as possible, but as smart as possible. You know, to reach the right people. And I, you know, I bought some of some of his things. You know, just to show love to him because and a lot of the stuff is very nice. You know, French Deal is, is an official company, and uh, you know, a lot of people should check it out. Yeah, well, that's great. And I know you, Kelly. You've talked about how much your dad has given you advice along the way. So a lot of the basketball side, and how he's always in your ear. But for Mr. Ubre, how much do you still? Are you still in? <laughs> in junior's ear here about the business side the life skills because he's i mean we forget you're 21 years old still still yeah. kind of growing in front of us but how much how much do you still talk to him about sort of this stuff outside of basketball well i try to i try to my, my goal is to talk to him every day sometimes it's every other day it depends on you know, if, if we're, we're seeing eye to eye i understand <laughs> but um honestly i can't be jurassic in my approach i have to constantly make change i have to talk to him on his level sometimes I'm not walking around, you know, wearing his clothes, but at the same time, I need to understand his mindset at all times because, you know, I learned this early on by me having conversation with Kelly when he was on the road at Finlay Prep in Vegas or if he was in Kansas. I could hear his emotions in his voice. He could hear my emotions in my voice. So we're that in tune to each other sometimes because we spend so much time around each other. But at the same time, when I do talk to him, I need to understand that, um, Everything that he does not answer may not be personal. He may just feel like it's not something he either not, doesn't want to talk about at that point in time or it's something he wants to work his way through. And I, as a parent, have to be understanding enough to give him his space. And I think, um, strangely enough, I, uh, I guess I, 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 I talk to various kids who are in college right now and they're at different stages of their career, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And I talk to parents more than I talk to the kids because I realize that at some point, it's almost funny that boys have this pushback against their dads or their, 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 their families right around 18, 19, 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went through it. Everybody goes through it. But a lot of the parents need to be uh, up to speed on the fact that that is when a child needs them the most. But the approach they're using may not be the right approach because their approach may be archaic or Jurassic. And they need to understand that in time with proper questioning, you can get the answers you want. But you can't just run through the front door with your questioning. Sometimes you have to differentiate your approach. So that's what I find myself doing a lot, differentiating my approach. But it's effective. If I spend time on my approach and understanding him as a person, you know, as a 21-year-old, who has some wealth in his pocket and has dreams and goals, then that makes it uh, easier for both of us to, com to communicate, honestly. Okay. Very good. Um, Book coming soon. 
book a book coming soon <laughs> too about rookie year he should not he, i'm saying my dad should write a oh book. yeah oh, oh oh i see i about see knowledge yeah yeah, yeah. Knowledge. all the knowledge i've heard it for so long <laughs> um so Positive growth. there's Positive another growth. father and son combination yeah. that are <laughs> on their way to the nba um what you talked about the disparity in age what is the commonality, Kelly, for you that makes you still able to listen to your dad and understand what he's telling you about how to uh, matriculate through your career on and off the court? Just because I trust him. You know, he's never lied to me. You know, he's always steered me in the right path. Uh, you know, and I, you know, I'll just I'll pray every night, you know, you know, for my dad to give me the strength, you know, to see, and, you know, follow down the right path to success. Uh, so. You know, you know, God definitely, you know, he blessed us to have the type of relationship, you know, for us to just continue to grow together, um, you know, through situations, ups and downs. And, you know, it's just something somebody I've been through war with, you know, I've been through the trenches with. So, you know, we just we have the right type of relationship. Exactly. And battle tested. Kelly's battle tested. I'm battle tested. He's seen me in my strongest hour. He's seen me in my weakest hour. And I've seen him in his. And that means a lot to young boys growing up to see their dad actually put in work to not quote unquote sell out mm -hmm. or to sell them or to put them in a position where it's almost like they're in 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 an environment of indentured servitude because I try to explain to some of my parents that once you let the devil in, you can never get rid of him. He'll oh, introduce wow. you to more devils. Mm -hmm. And you have exposed your child to a world that they can't understand and they will never understand. Therefore, it's very dicey when you know, some parents may go out on a limb and compromise themselves for various reasons, be it monetary or for social visibility. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you need to understand that those eyes are looking at you at all times. That heart is is understanding the things that you do, hopefully. And sometimes there will be a disconnect. If there is a disconnect as a parent, you better be able to write that shit very quickly or your child will go astray. And that's something you don't want as a parent for your son to just be out there flailing, trying to figure it out on his own. And you're standing there in a physical presence, but not in a mental capacity. So. Oh, that's that's great. We're getting great. We're here with uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. and Sr. here on the podcast at Pod Hotels, our newest Pod sponsor. DC. That's where we are in a nice tiny room. We'll, we'll, we're gonna almost, we're almost near the end of the interview. You got a nice flat screen huh? in here, though. Nice shout flat out, screen uh, in here. Shout out to Mr. Katz. <laughs> Mr. Katz. <laughs> the owner, Mr. Katz. <laughs> Mr. Katz. Shout out to Mr. Katz. Does this remind you of your dorm room? Or, uh, or my, my dorm room is a little bit bigger. <laughs> Just a little bit stars. bigger than this? Yeah, I have stars on the ceiling. So, <laughs> stars on the ceiling yeah, in your I'm dorm room? Trying to be at home. Yes, yeah. Wait, so, so that was like the one thing <laughs> to connect you with home. When okay. I was younger in New Orleans, I had stars on my ceiling. Okay. So that's always, that's always bring me back to that moment in my life. So, well, now did you get some like, like paint stars on your no, place at home? No, I got the ones you get little glow in the dark? Yeah, the little glow in the dark ones. You but get. not now. You don't still have them. No, nah, um, no. Okay. Cause no. Maybe be, in my next, hopefully one day in my car, I'll have stars on the ceiling. Yeah. So, yeah. That'd be nice. What's that? You huh? get it, you know? Huh? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's let's go back to the game. We'll end it on the game. Talk about game two. What is going into your mind of things that the team needs to continue to work on? Uh, and, and just what Coach said, you know, we had our cameras in the locker room for post game talking about how the intensity level is going to continue to rise. Uh, yeah, he just, you know, we, we emphasized today at practice pretty much. Just, we got to just – 
be more focused and locked in and study film. You know, that we, we have the physical, you know, tools. We just got to take care of our bodies, you know, make sure we're ready for the game day. You know, we make sure we know our scouting reports, guys' tendencies, and just, you know, just look at the, look at the little details about, you know, the opponent, and that's going to help us, you know, bring us over the edge. Just, you know, the, the games amp up. So, you know, just locking in, you know, just being defensive-minded and pretty much just doing what we know we, we can do to be successful. Okay, taking care of your body, does that mean eating breakfast this time? Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I ate breakfast today. I ate breakfast today. today. I, ate, I ate three meals today. So, you know, I'm, <coughs> I'm, I'm healthy. Now. <laughs> Are you yeah. physically feeling okay now? With yeah, I'm their... feeling great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not – I don't usually sit out, you know. I don't, I don't usually sit out no matter what. I'll, I'll handle my treatment. You know, I'll be right back on the court. So, I'm good. Okay. How about – just this is obviously your first playoff series, so mm-hmm. – getting ready to play a team you know over and over and over like this I guess you haven't done it yet because game two is still a couple days away but what's sort of your mindset now knowing you got kind of the same matchups going over the same scouting does that change anything no I mean it's going to be different uh playing the same team uh but just same game it's another basketball game you got to go out there and play uh got to go out there and do the same thing you did you did last game you know that was successful and not do the things that weren't successful so we just got to learn each and every game um you be better than the game the next game than we were the game before okay well thank you kelly Ubre jr and senior for joining us on thank off you. the bench here in pod dc uh thanks for being a sport and and enjoying the the room here we're here on the 10th floor of pod dc located in penn quarter Pod DC has just opened, and it is the first micro-hotel in downtown. Pod hotels were created for the savvy traveler who wishes to experience the neighborhood without spending it all. Next month, Crimson Diner will open and serve southern food in a comfortable environment on the first floor, and Crimson Whiskey Bar, one level below, is a traditional public house showcasing and celebrating whiskey's rich history in the new American South. And that'll do it for Off the Bench. Jeremy with that fine read. Game two coming up on Wednesday between the Washington Wizard and the Atlanta Hawks. Wednesday, April 19th at 7 p.m. We're looking forward to it. We want to thank Kelly Oubre Jr. and Sr. for joining us. Ciao for now, everybody. Mm-hmm.